The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The tremendous football Thursday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here with us today on the BetQL Network, as we talk divisional weekend in the National Football League, at some point we will get into Joel. We we need to talk about that. And Joel Embiid being right behind Nikola Jokic now in the odds for NBA Most Valuable Player. Joey Kanish stops by in 20 minutes. Kanish will give us his bets for this weekend in the National Football League. We look forward to that, including his Lions uh, Power Hour, Final Hour, all our bets for tonight. Hockey, basketball. We look very much forward to that coming up next hour here on the show. But can we? You we haven't been on since Monday. And uh, we haven't even gone through the full schedule yet yeah. for Divisional Week. We didn't, we didn't know, know what the games, games were going to be. We, we didn't know the games. <laughs> we didn't even know the other three. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's a lot for you and I to do here over the course of the next hour on the show, sandwiched by an interview, of course, with the great Joseph Kanish. So uh, want to go right. Do you want to, want to go chronological order here? Start with the, the Ravens and Texans? We're yeah, going to sure. work, work, our, work our way hashtag through the board. Okay. So Ravens and Texans on Saturday. Uh, we thought that this would be the matchup, and now we know that it is, in fact, the matchup. The first game of the weekend, uh, Baltimore hosting Houston. And if you're a Ravens fan, you're probably a little nervous heading into this game, given that we had a somewhat similar setup back in 2019. Lamar Jackson's first MVP season hosting Tennessee, huge favorite in the game. Ravens had 950 yards of total offense and went one for 19 on fourth down and ended up losing that game to Mike Vrabel, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and the Tennessee Titans. Will the same fate befall them this Saturday against C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, and the Houston Texans? Can the, the line, the line of the game, Baltimore, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, the total 43-and-a-half. Um... This is the only game, I think, that we'll have to talk about potential inclement weather. It'll be cold in Buffalo. Like, maybe we'll have a little bit of rain coming up on Saturday night. Doesn't really look like it. This is the one game, Ken, that might be a little bit impacted by weather. So, I guess we could start there with the weather, and we can kind of work through our handicaps of the games with the Ravens and the Texans on Saturday in Baltimore. Yeah, I just want to bring up... I. I should have had an updated forecast up. I have it right here. Um, I was like, I was like, oh, right. Like... Need to do that. Um, we don't. We don't like totally know what this is going to be like. So I think for now, like it's Thursday, the game's in forty-eight hours. I still think it's better to talk about it like it's not impacted by weather. Like just 
there, there's the potential for wind in like the exact window the game is taking place. Uh, it's going to snow the day before. Like these things are all fluid, but like it's not. Uh, let's put it this way: Buffalo last week. We had to talk about the weather like it was the most important thing in any game that was going on because like there was a chance they were going to move the game. That's how bad it was. They're not moving this game. It's probably going to be fine. It might be a little windy, but like we don't really know what's going on yet. So to me, it's still like business as usual. To be fair, though, the market has been bet in a way where you're like, well, like were people betting the weather or do they just like the under in the game anyway? Because this opened 46 and now it's 43 and a half. The side hasn't really changed very much. It's basically been about nine and a half. This is about what we thought when we talked about the matchup. Like, what do we think the number is going to be? Yep. So the total movement is that, look, we saw this last week. Uh, we've seen it this week. If there is the possibility of inclement weather and we get like even to like Tuesday, Wednesday, and that becomes more and more likely, unders getting bet and people are going to try to get ahead of this. And they're going to try to get a good number on a total thinking that when like the betting public shows up on Saturday or Sunday to bet a game and they see really bad weather, they're going to drive the price even more down. You can get a middle, you can whatever, have closing line value on your bet. If that's what's happened here, man, I think everyone's jumped the gun big time in terms of what this game could be. And I would also just remind people, I, uh, I totally get the Lamar stuff, like previous playoff performances. I, I think Rob makes a really good point. And he admits it's a small sample. Like, how, how many times do you have stuff like this happen when you go, like, sit out, sit out, play uh, for a quarterback, like, late in a season? It doesn't happen very often. And the Niners and the Ravens were both historically good teams. They they had the opportunity to rest more than other teams. That makes sense. Like, there's maybe Houston's a little better earlier. Maybe they score first. Maybe something like that happens. The Texans' defense is brutal. I mean, like, really bad. And the fact that Flacco got picked off twice and it was returned for a touchdown should not obscure the fact that the Browns were able to generate a lot of explosive plays early in that game. And now here's the Ravens at home. So, like, cool. Like, you want to get a good number on a weather under. Also, like, really? Like, that's the kind of game this is going to be? I don't know. I, I, I just... Total looks a little low to me now. Now that we're now that we're in this kind of like maybe it's weather, maybe it's not zone. With these two offenses, you can have questions about Lamar. Also, a lot of their offensive metrics this year were excellent, and the Texans have shown an ability to move the ball downfield and have really creative game plans. Like uh, okay, so forty three and a half, really? Like that's where we're gonna get here. So I think there are ways the game could play out where it goes under. I just my first thought is, man, if this is a two and a half point weather under. It, like that's not that's not what should be happening uh, as we get closer to Saturday, where the weather I don't think is going to be that impactful. All right, so I, I've done a, I did a bunch of media today, like usual on a Thursday, and I kind of like echo those sentiments. And what I was saying was was you know, if we if we get to Saturday and like, the weather is not going to be bad, and this is going to be the total, like I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely going to bet the over here. I just want to give a couple injury updates. It's so, like Mark Andrews is questionable, practiced in full Wednesday and uh, and today. My guess is they're not going to play him in this game and they'll hold him. This is a team with greater aspirations that can probably win the game without him. Just my my, my opinion. Marlon Humphrey's not going to play for the Baltimore Ravens. Noah Brown is done for the season for the Houston Texans. So just wanted to give the injury stuff there. Um, as far as the total in the game is concerned, Ken, so I'm with you. We get to Saturday and the weather ain't going to be bad. This total feels definitely too low to me. At least a point too low. It should be at least 44 and a half, right? So... What's the entry point then in terms of like time, day, like when do we need to place this bet, do you think? Like if, if we collectively, it could be you and I, 
could be the listeners, could be the viewers, if they agree on the over here. If we wait till Saturday, do we risk this getting like jammed all the way out, like past 44, 44 and a half, 45, 45 and a half? Like, when do you think the right time is to place a bet on the over in this game? We'll have to time this right, right, and get the best of the number. Well, I think the the thing that needs to be figured out first, like this isn't uh, Buffalo Pittsburgh last week. Is this people like the under, or is this like, well, but you know, there might be. Weather. What do you think? Like what do you think the Both? answer is? Yeah. So, like, and and I, so I just I kind of want to do a little more work behind the scenes. Like, why did this happen? And sometimes it's like really easily traceable. To be honest, it's usually like some guy with influence gave it out to a bunch of people. They all bet it, and it's like, okay, great, whatever. Um, it just okay like why why did this happen and okay like do i want to play against that if that's the case so just to be really clear like this isn't definitely a bet for me it's not my favorite bet in the game i think a, a fun way to approach this game and the next one because you were saying earlier and you said i think you said it off the air uh we've talked about it multiple times i feel the same way you do i've talked to other people this week they feel the same way this is a really tough board to bet into i think in terms of the four games i agree for the most part, with every single one of these point spreads. Like, they're all really close. We've seen the teams a bunch of times. I get it. Like, I totally get what it is. The totals, like, you and I are terrible at totals anyway. Even if I think a total's off, I'm probably wrong. But, like, okay, if that's true, and you think both big, both favorite Saturday should be about a 10, and you think the Lions should be about a touchdown, you think the Bills should be about a field goal, that's what we have. Okay, if you feel really, really confident that those are the right numbers, then there's still a ton of bets that you're going to want to make because you can tease every single game in a certain, a certain variety of ways if you want to. Again, best time to tease is when you think the market's perfect. It hasn't moved. None of these games are moving. All these spreads are exactly the same. Okay, what pays better? Ravens 49ers money line parlay or a two-team seven? What pays better? The two-team seven in almost every situation, depending on what your book charges you. Okay, great. There's bet number one. Uh, the Texans and Packers might be better early because both offenses haven't played in a while. Okay, first quarters. Okay, the Packers might get the first possession, and we might know that for sure going into the game. Like, if LaFleur does the same thing, if you think that's more likely, not even that it has to happen, if you just think it's more likely than an average NFL game, okay, Packers to score first, Packers first quarter, Packers first quarter team total over. Again, we're I'm in a group, like, the markets are all still perfect. They're all still good. Those were seven bets that you could make in those situations. I, I think it's the week for that. How is every single game from a derivative standpoint going to be like a little bit different than all of the other games? Because you don't even have, I can just as much as you could like Texans first quarter, I can make a Ravens argument and be like, you know when they're really good? Passing to get a lead. You know when they suck running the ball in the second half when they have a lead? Like, why can't it play out that way? So it's kind of like a derivative opinion thing, I feel like. For me, teasers, I think are going to be really valuable in some of these games, especially depending on how the markets move. And, you know, I think playing some of these first quarters, I think there are some player prop angles with that stuff too. Like, how do you really see the game playing out like, in order, quarter by quarter, maybe that's the approach here instead of just like nine and a half, 43, you must have an opinion on this guy. I don't have a strong opinion on the four games. I have yeah. plenty of opinions on how to bet within the games. Like the game, like candidly, the games are impossible. It doesn't mean that you can't have a strong opinion and be right. Yeah. The games are just like, they're, they're really These tough. These are great numbers. Think about like, this is what we, this is like, what we would make the game. We talked about it. That's exactly, yeah. exactly <laughs> right. For people that listen to the right. show, this was like how what we thought they would be, and then what are you supposed to do, right? Uh, you better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Thursday talking the divisional round of the NFL postseason. Uh, I, thought, I think you did a great job there with like kind of like a macro take, right, off of like the micro subject, which was Texans and Ravens. And we can get back and do some micro on that game, kind of like play it out how we think it'll turn out. But I have a macro take, and it's something you and I talked about on the phone earlier today. And I forget how like it came up in conversation, but I think I asked you kind of like, or maybe we were just talking. 
saying like, if if you like the Packers in the game, and I'll just use this as the Green Bay as the example. Maybe it was Tampa, whatever. It's all the same in this instance uh, with the analogy I'm going to draw. If you like Green Bay on Saturday night to keep it close, win the game, cover the spread against San Francisco, don't you also kind of have to like the over since you know San Francisco's going to score? I, I kind of feel this way with all three big underdogs this weekend, right? Tampa Bay on Sunday. How is Detroit not scoring in the game? At home against this Bucks defense with Ben Johnson. Is this ain't Brian Johnson and Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. And that, that sounds like an insult to Hurts. I guess he was also brutal at the end of the year. Like the Lions are going to score. The San Francisco 49ers are going to score. I think the Ravens are going to score. And that doesn't mean the Ravens are scoring 40, just that I think that they're going to score enough. And like, the way lower. I think... I think you would like. Do you you agree with me, right? Like, if you like the three underdogs, and we Bills Chiefs can be its own thing with a shorter point spread. But if you like the three big dogs, they all correlate to the over. It's almost like if if so if you really like Green Bay to cover the spread, don't you have to parlay it with the over? Same with Tampa Bay on Sunday against Detroit, etc. Yeah, I mean, if we're if we're gonna or and the reason why for people who are like, well, why doesn't the Bills Chiefs make sense? the way that we're this handicapping style. And we brought this up last week. I, I tried to do it with some NBA that I think is really interesting. I did it with a hockey game that when we were off, like I did it literally like if the stars win, it's because Ottinger plays really well. It's like, oh, stars in the under. Like final score, stars win and the game goes under. And Ottinger plays great. He allowed one goal against the Kings. Just like if, if this is going to happen, does it also mean this other thing? It's the same way, uh, you know, Connor was on talking about correlated parlays or uncorrelated parlays in player props. You know, with the idea being like, well, if Zay Flowers goes over on his catches, he probably goes over on his receiving yards, and the book is pricing that in. Like, they like they, they got it. Trust me that that's, like, a thing. Connor's point was, like, actually to play mismatched ones, like, over on one and under on the other, where it seems like that would make no sense, but the payout's astronomical. It's always just, like, a fun way to think about, all right, if this is true, like, it's true that the Bucks cover, okay, then, like, are, can we make any other assumptions about how the game goes? And, you know, in terms of the side and the total, I think to a certain extent you've hit the nail on the head. I'll just say like if we're going to power rank the three dogs in terms of which we feel most correlate to an over game, like the Packers are number one by far. I mean, I just for me at least, and I think you probably feel Tampa's the same way. Just I think Tampa's kind of close, but I but agree that Green thing, Bay's one. Right. So well, let's do why we think Green Bay's one, and then we can kind of go through the other ones maybe later in the show too. Just like. I, this is how I felt about Dallas Green Bay. We talked about it as well. Like, I don't like the Packers. Last week, I said, I don't like the Packers in the game plus seven because like, I'm an idiot. But if you do like them, you have to parlay them with the over. Like, we said that all week. Just like, Dallas is scoring. However, game stayed. They got down 27 nothing, still scored a billion points in the game. They're scoring. It's happening. Like, if you feel that's confidently about that, then okay, if the Packers get close to the number, it goes over the total. Like, that's what happens. That's how I feel about the Niners in this game. Like, you're not, you're, this defense is not holding down this offense remotely for most of the game, probably. So, okay, if you pencil in the Niners for 31, 34, 35, how do the Packers cover the game? Has to go over if that happens. There's no score where that doesn't happen, aside from, like, a very, like, like a 30 to 20, like, really specific kind of, like, final margin. A lot of the Packers covers make the game go over. So the other two we can talk about as well, but I feel much more strongly of the three that the like, if you like Green Bay in the game, it's because Jordan Love keeps being great and the defense gets a stop in a big spot. Purdy turns it over a little bit like against the Ravens, and, and that's probably how they cover the game, but it goes over. Uh, give, give me your second choice here to wrap up this segment. We'll do this more as we move across the show today. I would say Houston just because the total's so low. That's my only thing. Like, it's 43 and a half, and just 
maybe Lamar's clunky again in a playoff game. Maybe they can't run the ball like with a 23-10 lead late and it, com- it compresses and they don't score anymore. I don't think Houston's defense is good enough for that. And I, I like they're going to cover because Stroud's going to make a couple electric plays. Like that's where, I don't think they're going to cover by like stifling the Ravens. They really stifled a lot of teams so far this year. They win by scoring. Um, so and with the total so low, that's probably why I would have that one second. We can do Tampa maybe in the next segment or two oh, seconds. Which means which mean, which which means Tampa and Detroit is the one that the Tampa is the one you feel that you feel least good about. We'll do that coming up a little later this hour. We'll roll through all four games and give you our detailed thoughts on all of them, both this hour and next hour, the final hour, the power hour on the show. But coming up next, we'll find out what Joey Kanishla, baby, likes for this weekend in professional football. The great Joey Kanish joins you better, you bet. Next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. It's a team that believes in themselves, and they didn't have a great second half, but this will be one of the most memorable nights in Detroit football for that 89-year-old and the 62,000 others here. One more knee and business is done. Detroit for the first time in 32 years. Your Lions have won a playoff game. Have at it. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, Mike Tarico with the call on Sunday night. An emotional night, an emotional week. How about sports fan in Michigan? You're a Michigan Wolverines fan and you're a Detroit Lions fan. Like our guy Kanishas, which is awesome for him. I think a lot of people probably have that that double, right? Uh, a fan of both of those, that school and that professional team. Michigan wins the Natty on Monday. And on Sunday, the Lions have their first home playoff win since Theodore Roosevelt was in office. And it's a great job by the Detroit Lions. Our guy Kanish will join us momentarily here to roll through the game's divisional weekend, including his Lions. But 20 minutes from now, Ken and I get back to divisional weekend. Uh, Ken will talk about the the Bucks and the Lions and his thoughts on if the underdog is correlated to the over. And we'll roll through all four games. Very much looking forward to it. All our bets for tonight in the power hour, final hour of the show. But joining us right now, it has to be a very happy and like I. It's really fun when Kanish is upset because he's very funny and he's ornery and it's great and it's great radio. But uh, but we really like Kanish personally, so we're very happy that he's happy, which is great. And also, uh, we won money on Michigan and then uh, we had we had the Rams to cover the spread and the Lions won, so it was all good this past Sunday night. Kanish is on Twitter at Joey Kanish twenty two Pro Sports Better. Check out his work for our friends over at the Hammer at the Hammer HQ on Twitter. Kanish, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick and Ken. I got a feeling you. I got a feeling that you're doing pretty good on this tremendous football Thursday, gentlemen. Tremendous football Thursday coming to you live from the city of champions. Uh, not sure that the, the parade route just uh, you know that maybe might as well keep the keep the barricades up because we're about to have another one here in a month, baby. But uh, and I agree for content purposes, it's usually better when uh, you know things are going bad. But you know what? Yeah, you got to take. You got to take the wins while you're up and enjoy it. So, uh, and got to see uh, a Pistons team last night that that that's on that's on a little bit of a comeback trail themselves. Oh, you know, covering the spread and uh, you know winning the game. So, uh, hey, hey, things are on the up and up here in the Motor City, baby. We. We know uh, we have some idea. I think what the atmosphere was like in the stadium for the Lions game. They did a good job, like emphasizing that on the telecast. You even heard it in the Tariko call. What 
what's the vibe like at a piss the team is they're going to have the worst record in the league unless the spurs do uh which would be great for us we have the spurs under what like what's it like i can't imagine there's a lot of fans i think i've seen the shots the attendance is way down but you were like courtside almost they played the timberwolves last night for people who didn't know uh at home obviously well what was it like being at a pistons game now with how the season's going well lock i'll tell you what if you ever wanted to sit on the floor there's no better time than when you when your team is four and sixty or whatever we are, and uh, and the the other teams in the city are are you know all the raid. So uh, you, I'm, I would highly doubt that there was a cheaper floor seat uh, than than weekday Pistons right now, uh, maybe in the history of the NBA. So uh, I'll say it wasn't exactly a packed house. Uh, you know, park parking's easy. Uh, you know, not too many people down there. Very convenient if you like that. Uh, um, they also played pretty well for about a half. Um, so that was, that was the highlight was, um, but no, in terms of, uh, you know, difference between the Lions and Pistons, yeah, it couldn't be more stark right now between, uh, Ford field being, you know, maybe the loudest, uh, playoff atmosphere ever. And, uh, you know, the basically going to church for a Pistons game, uh, where, you know, yeah, great, great seats still available. Trust me. Well, I guess like you do lose money when you go to church because you make like the offertory or whatever. And you also lose money if you go to a Pistons game and you bet on the Pistons, which is no fun. I guess that would be the corollary. Uh, I'll give you a two-part question, Kanish, as it concerns the Lions game on Sunday. Number one, kind of like, what what do you like in the game? Detroit is six. I think I, I, think I know already because we were talking hashtag off air about it. Lions six and a half, 48 and a half the total. And then, honestly... So maybe you like Tampa to cover the spread, but you think the Lions are going to win. What is your level of concern as a fan in your team? So, so question one, what's the play? And question two, how nervous are you heading into this game as a uh, lifelong Lions fan? Well, I, I'll you know what I'll answer both here. And what like you had me on last week. Not going to lie to you, well, didn't didn't go into the game with a you know a confidence abounding and. If we're being objective here, if we take the the, the Honolulu blue, uh, you know, you know, uh, backwards hat off for a minute, did did we really deserve to win that game? Between us friends here, like, can, didn't we kind of get outplayed a little bit by the Rams? Uh, and they just kind of break broke down in the red zone, second half, offense went away. So the I can't get to six and a half here. Uh, I've even seen there's like a juice seven a couple places. Uh, just matchup wise, it's like. Tampa, what what does Tampa want to do? Passing offense. What what do the Lions not have? Any cornerback that you know even belongs in the XFL, much less the NFL. And what do the Lions want to do? Run the ball when they can play at. You saw in the first half when Goff is clean pocket and you can run the ball in this play action. He's really good. You put Vita Vea in the middle of that, and it's it's a little tougher to run the ball. So I like I like the point. Listen. I'm hoping we get it. We run it back with a Lions win and a Tampa cover. Give me the points. Also, talk a lot about this. I think he saw it. I like the over here as well. I don't know who's getting stopped. I can't believe it. I thought this would be more around like low 50s, 50 and a half, 51. Still some 48 and a half out there, 49. Um, actually, King of Sportsbooks, actually. But hashtag promo has 48 and a half. Most places, 49. Uh, so if you got some bet, bet MGM there, grab yourself some 48 and a half. Uh, I, I like the over in this one, too. I think it's, uh, you know, one of those both ways. Kanish doing the, the hashtag promo, doing our doing our work for us. Love that. Kanish obviously with a, a longstanding friendly relationship with the uh with the good folks at BetMGM. Do you have like another bet, Kanish? I got a couple other random questions later in the interview. Yeah, you have a, a bet on any of the other three divisional games that you really like? Nick and I were talking in the last segment. We'll do it more in the next segment. All right, like we kind of just agree with all these markets. You mentioned the Lions total, maybe you think is gonna go over by a little bit. 
Like, do, do you kind of feel the same way? You look at the board, you see like, you know, two favorites, almost 10, Lions almost seven, Bills almost three, and just think like, yeah, like that's pretty good. We were talking about derivatives, parlays, some correlated stuff. Like that's kind of how we're maybe attacking this. Are you kind of the same way or do you have a bet in the other three games that you that you really like? Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, baby. And I, I tell you, and listen, it, it was I, Buffalo last week was biggest position. I'm going right back to the well. Uh, to be honest with you, now, do I like the money? I, do, do I think there's some, like, value in this, like, massive value in this number? No. Do I like the money line a tad bit better than laying a juice two and a half? Yes. But I still think Buffalo here against the Chiefs team that I just don't – I just don't buy. And I know they, you know, they went up against, uh, you know, the, the Hawaiian sensation who couldn't throw the ball more than 20 yards in the snow and were very dominant last week and, and you know, listen, it, it worked out tremendously for them in terms of matchup and the weather and everything. I just think going into Buffalo this weekend, it's a Bills team that has had some horrible variants, some questionable coaching, but player to player, I have a hard time thinking isn't right now the best team, at least best team in the AFC. Give me Buffalo. I think they get it one win. I think they get it done. I think the Chiefs are just a pad overvalued from where they've been and getting too much respect here. I like the Bills to get it done, uh, and and we've talked a few times on this. I think the Bills are going to the Super Bowl, uh, so give me the Bills this weekend. God, I hope so. Pay for my my kid's entire nursery if that's the case. It would be yeah, he's, awesome. He's got you the better, same best, by the way. <laughs> the best that we have, he's got the same ones. Hashtag communication. I'll jump through a flaming table if this happens. I hope it happens. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Great to have our friend, pro sports better Joey Kanish on the show on Twitter at JoeyKanish22. Kanish, we can just clear the final two games. If you don't have a bet in them, totally cool, obviously. I think our audience would just, even if you have a lean on the games, would like to know what it is. Uh, Ravens, nine and a half against the Texans, 43 and a half the total. Niners, nine and a half against Green Bay, 50 and a half the total. The two Saturday games, anything for you in either of those games? It'd definitely be a Ravens lean in this one. Um, I think that they've kind of been the best team all year that's kind of, you know, going through the most. I think they'll be able to get it done here with Houston a little bit. The other game is, I bet a little Green Bay at 10. I think most of the 10s are gone. I will say it's like, do I, you know, it's one of those things where you saw Jordan Love last week, and it, was, it wasn't it was one of those, like, and even Love of the past, the second half of this season, where it's like, are we seeing, is this guy, like, the next guy? Like, because I had written on him off in terms of, like, a real, like, oh, the Packers finally, 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 after 25 years of Favre and Rodgers are in the dumpster forever because they got Jordan Love, and it's going to be a, and now, the last last few like last half, second half of the season, the guy looks unbelievable, and he goes into Dallas and like he's making back foot throws on the money, looking like if that's the guy you're getting. I know San Francisco bye week, better team, all that, but you're giving me ten points with a Jordan Love that just looks to be peaking. Like he looks to like tell me there's five better quarterbacks in the NFL than what we've seen of second half Jordan Love. I don't think there is. So I, I listen if you I I don't know if it'll bounce back. But a Packers at 10 for me was a play just, uh, you know, kind of blindly believing that. I think Jordan's love is too good to be getting uh, double digits in this game at, at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Nick wrote in our chat, like you could say the same thing about Stroud. Like Connor Allen came on an hour ago and said, this is the biggest dog CJ Stroud's going to be the rest of his career, which is sounds like one of those things that's like meant for clicks. And then you're kind of like in your head, you go, well, how are they going to be rated next year? Who would they play? Like, how would you do the math? Like, yeah, he might, he might be right. Like, that might be how it goes with Stroud going into year two, just 
really good quarterbacks aren't plus nine and a half in a lot of games that they see. Uh, Kanish, if this works out, it's, it's funny because I think a couple weeks ago I told Nick, like, we should probably give Kanish like a couple weeks off coming on Thursdays, but the Lions keep winning. I got, I got bad news. Like you're coming on every Thursday. If the Lions keep winning, if they win and beat Tampa on Sunday and they go to San Francisco for the NFC championship game, let's say the number is, is Niners by seven, something like that. Maybe it's a little less, but it's probably something in that neighborhood. Would, would this be like Joey fan takes over and you're betting the lions? Would you be, you'd be way more nervous in that game. How would you react to like Niners, a touchdown against your team next week? Well, you know what, Locke, I'll tell you, I just love Campbell and the like the, just as a dog. I mean, you look at his ACS record, right? Which is, which is his win loss record, you know, isn't substantial. I think it's around 500, but his ATF record is, you know, the best in football over the last three years. And it's like been in that position where you can get, you know, a touch. I, obviously we have this year is a little light, but in years past, I just love him in that underdog position. I love the way he coaches games with the manic aggressiveness. I uh, love the way they're, like, they're not afraid to throw in a fake punt or a fourth down or all the high leverage situations that you want from an underdog, especially an underdog getting, you know, a touchdown or better. Like, he's the kitchen sink guy. He's the guy that I love him in that underdog role where we didn't love him so much against the Rams, you know, laying a field goal or a field goal and a half. Don't really love him so much against Tampa laying a touchdown. Come back and we're getting, you know, a seven, seven and a half. If it's going to be that way against Frisco, that's the kind of one that I'm more apt to put money around because that's been the script of Dan Campbell in his Lions career uh, to really have a great ATS record is anytime you're giving him points and putting him in that underdog role, uh, more times than not, he's covering the spread. What, what about if the Niners are 17 against Tampa? But we don't have, we don't have to do that one. Uh, I just that, that number is going to be astronaut. It's going to be it's going to be really big. Uh, I have one more Kanish, just for like a minute here, and then we'll, maybe we'll get a random bet from the account or whatever. Uh, you've come on with us before, and this time of year, like bowl season's over, and, and Michigan won. And I've asked you before, do you bet college basketball? You don't. You've like sworn it off. Like, what do you do during the week? Like, I, I don't mean that to be like blunt. Just like. This, all the stuff that seems like what you're into isn't, isn't really going on anymore, especially not Monday to Friday. Is this like Joey day job? Like what's going on during the week here for about a minute, like in your life, in your betting life, like, what do you, what do you got working right now? No, you know what, Joey, you know, a little Joey wellness here, Locke, you know, yeah, it's long season. You try and get a little massage. I had a little massage today, you know, working on a little self-care, uh, you know, but hey, yeah, then Joey day job, you know, keeping, keeping the lights on here with the, the corporate. I, it's a little slower this time. I did get, and you're, this is a great segue because uh, unfortunately Joey Joey buckets got sucked back into some uh, CBB. So in, in the random back, guess what? Surprise! It's get, we're we're going to the extra board tonight uh, in the CBB land. So I tried to stay away. Uh, I'm most I'm not watching, but I've been sucked back into betting a little bit. Um, so uh, you know what? Just like that, uh, you know the the the, the, the you got you you can have a good stretch, but eventually it comes calling back for you. What's the bet? The great state. I, I know they've had some bad weather there, but m- m- the black bears of Maine, baby. As they say, brown laid down, white, r- or, uh, just, just right, black. Uh, I, I don't remember what it is. But black bears tonight, Maine, minus three versus MD Baltimore, uh, something, something. So, listen, we're going into Baltimore. We got the Black Bears on. We're all red. That's the Black Bear. That's the fighting one. 
Black Bears lay it tonight. It's a minus three out there. Uh, got the grizzly bear. The black bear. I, I think they make similar noises. I've I've never been more excited for someone to forget something on the air than I am that Kanish forgot wherever yes. the hell that was going there. So that was that was really oh. good. Kanish, oh, if you got an uh, had a little bit of I uh I got I got a manicure pedicure for the first time since August last week. If you had a manicure pedicure recently in like ten seconds. I've had a petty within the last week, uh, and I don't hate it. And I uh, and uh, let's just say I, I it, it wasn't my first one, and it won't be the last, baby. No, hell yeah, I got I got my eyebrows done yesterday. I'm big, big, big time, big time. Absolutely love it. On Twitter at Joey, they're looking, they're looking fierce. At Joey Kanish twenty two, the Hammer uh, HQ on Twitter, my friend. Good luck with the bets this weekend. Go Lions, go Maine. We'll talk to you soon, gentlemen. Good luck, Kool Aid, baby. Give me the Honolulu. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, the great Joey Kanishi are on You Better You Bet. I'll be betting Maine during the commercial break. And on the other side, we'll continue talking Divisional Weekend, breaking it down in the NFL. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Second and four. Here's another broken tackle. This is the rookie, Trey Palmer, and he is gone. Touchdown, Buccaneers. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. And Joe Buck with the call this past Monday night on ESPN as the Buccaneers 30-plus points against the Philadelphia Eagles, blowing the Eagles out and advancing to the divisional round of the NFL postseason. We'll talk about Tampa's game against Detroit and whether we think Tampa covering the 6.5 correlates to a bet on the over in the game, on the total at 48.5. We'll do that in just a second, but a couple uh, pieces of housekeeping to do before we get to that. First... Uh, this is our last segment for the day on Stadium. So if you're watching us on Stadium and you want to check out the final hour, the power hour of the show, where we will continue talking the divisional round, our updated thoughts, bets, etc., uh, head on over to twitch.tv backslash betql, twitch.tv backslash betql. We'll also, at the end of the show, give you all our bets coming up for tonight. Also, uh, you want some You Better You Bet merchandise? Of course you do. You like the show. Why wouldn't you want to support us by checking out YouBetterYouBetShop.com? You can check out uh, designs, like all our, all our favorite. I, Alex, I, I hate this copy. I want new copy, please. For today, it's fine. Let's do something different for tomorrow. Not your fault. I just don't like it anymore. All, all our favorite designs, like Prop King, Don't Be a Slap, etc. Choose Your Capper, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, hoodies, hats, etc. All at YouBetterYouBetShop.com. That website, again, is YouBetterYouBetShop.com. That's not Alex's fault. That's just like, I just, I hate the copy. I just want a new copy. That's it. Just give me some, I just need something new. All right. Uh, all our bets for tonight, again, coming up next hour, twitch.tv backslash betql. But uh, for now, Ken, let's continue talking divisional weekend here and the question of the moment. Tampa Bay covering the spread, correlating to an over on Sunday on the road at Detroit against the Lions. Uh, I, I say yes. It sounds like you're a little bit more noncommittal on that. Yeah, just I, I like the over a little and I like Tampa a little. Do I like them together to say that, like, if one happens, the other has to happen? Or more to the point, if Tampa covers, does the game have to go over? There are a couple things that would make me really nervous about that. Uh, the tendency of both coaches, actually. Like, Bulls, really conservative. Campbell, kind of an all or nothing. And if it's nothing, you're just, you're toast. Like, in that situation. And maybe the game ends up being lower scoring. 
go for a couple fourth downs at the goal line, don't get anything, that that kind of stuff um, can really hurt for, again, a total that's approaching 50. So I just, it's, again, like th- those are things that make the Bucks more likely to cover. Just is it mean cover and it, then it has to go over. That's a little problematic. And then, so that was what I was thinking about why I didn't like it. To be fair, Chernoff said something last hour. He was uh, making a, like a bull case for Tampa in the game a little bit. And he mentioned how good their run defense has been recently, like last six or seven weeks. I will be curious. He also, to be fair, was like also when these teams played and Lions recently, like there's been a lot of early downs passing. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a golf game. Maybe it's a lot of play action. Maybe it's not run the ball on first down, second down. But like Campbell likes to do that a lot. And if he's just like running into something that's really problematic and not going to work really well. That's also another way that Goff gets into third down. The game slows down a little bit, and it ends up being a little clunky against a defensive-minded head coach. So there are definitely ways that Tampa and the over hit at the same time. Maybe it's even the most likely way that Tampa wins. Um, it's just like, I, it, it's not one-to-one. Like, I have a lot of trouble seeing the Packers cover an under game. Like, I just, I almost can't see it happening. I'm It can happen. Purdy could turn it over five times. Like, I just, but man, it just seems really likely if they cover, it goes over. Just don't feel that confidently about the other two, and especially this Tampa one. And to be fair, like to Ken's point on the Lions, and the Ken can be right about that, right? These two teams played back on October 15th. Different different set of circumstances, right? right. At a different point in the season. Detroit won that game 20-6. to So like, could this be like a 24-21 Lions win where Tampa covers and the game goes under? It could. I, 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 will, still, I will still go... That game was in Tampa. Yeah, we bet Detroit in that one minus three. We did. That was uh that the, the handicap of that game was identical to one we used a few other times. Like when the Bucks stepped up in class throughout the season, you did not want to be on them. Like they they got they got smashed pretty good. Maybe the argument is like this is another one, and last week wasn't because that team had quit. Like that's that wasn't what last week was. Is you could be like, oh well, the Eagles they played them early in the year, just like a different Eagles team, I think, down the stretch. So, like the the case for Detroit in the game is just look like a lot of these Tampa A level games, they really, really did not go well. Had the miracle backdoor against Buffalo would be another example where like again, and that what was the what was the key to all those games? Early season Eagles, Lions, the game that we're talking about, Bills, the miracle backdoor cover, and almost like miracle win or tying the game to the Hail Mary at the end of the game. What's the key to all three of those games? The Tampa offense was a zero in all three of those games. That was the hallmark of those three games. Did at mid they had three of the worst uh, offensive performances any team had in any game. They had three of them, and it was when they played an A level opponent. So I, maybe that is part of kind of my thinking going into this game. Where would you rank uh, Tampa's win? In Green Bay on December 17th, 34-20. That's like the Baker Mayfield, like, perfect passer rating game. Yeah. Does that, Great like, like where, does, where does that fall for you in kind of, like, in this equation? Well, like, let's be honest, right? Like, uh, you can even, you can tier the teams however you want. Green Bay is never, never an A-level opponent for anybody. I mean, it, it, you, can, you can argue about how many are in an A-level tier. You think about it like how, how Ken Palm does his like A and B-level games. Hey, if you're like on the road against a top 50 team, that's like a B game. If you're on the road against a top 25 team or whatever, like, you know, it's kind of, he breaks it down a certain way. You can do it however you want. I don't really think there's an argument that Green Bay is like a, a top tier opponent. I do think early, and people can argue about the Eagles now too, it's a long season. I think early season Eagles can qualify as an A-level opponent in terms of the talent level, how they were playing. Didn't have a lot of injuries at that point. Like, I think that makes sense. You know, you put San Francisco in there, you put Baltimore in there. I think you could put Dallas in there. You could put Buffalo in there, I think. Like, there are, like there's, we can all kind of universally agree on who's in that top level. Green, Green Bay is more like, 
it's sort of like when the Cowboys played the played the Seahawks or when the Cowboys played the Rams. Like good team, but maybe not indicative of like when they play the Niners, how it's gonna go. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Thursday. We'll work our way back to the Saturday games, but you've said a lot here about this Bucks Lions game that has me that has me pretty interested, right? And I'm curious where your lean is on on the side of the game. And it like we we literally did this on Monday. If Tampa wins, then this, what would we want to do? If Philly wins, then this, what would we want to do? Both teams would obviously go on the road to Detroit. And Ken, I think you would may have even like bet like a better number than this, bet Detroit on a look ahead at a better number than what exists right now against uh against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you asked me kind of like what do you think the spread of the game would be? This is not to pat myself on the back, more to just be, hey, I think this is really good. I thought Detroit six and a half was kind of like the right number in the game. And I think I you six, agree, right? To be fair. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, do you do you like Tampa a little bit? Is this step up in class for Tampa? So it's Detroit all the way. Uh, I I have like a lukewarmish take here on the side of the game that I'll give in a second. But where do you stand right now with the Lions and Bucks? Not not anywhere confident. Unfortunately, uh, I'd rather Same. I'd rather tease the two Saturday favorites more than I'd rather bet this game. I'd rather parlay the Packers in the over more than I'd rather bet this game. Uh, I might rather bet the Bills more than I'd rather bet this game. And I don't even like the Bills very much in the other game. I thought about, do I want to, okay, like, let's let's play it out. So I, I don't have anything, like, great for you, side or total. Kanish and I talked earlier in the week that, to be fair, the total was less than it is right now. And I said, like, that total looks a little low. I think it's likely to go up just with, you know kind of how each team is playing right now. He agreed. That's what he was referencing. Now the total's like, now they're 49s basically everywhere. And that's why he did the little MGM promo there that they're dealing a 48 and a half. Um, I, not, nothing with any kind. Con- so then I play it out. All right, what do we do in the la- in two segments ago? If I think the side and the total are perfect, is there another way to play the game? Manipulate the point spread and total somehow? Play derivatives? Like for people who don't know, that would be like quarters or props that derive from the side and total of the game. Like who's going to score first or what the ha- first half market? And I, this is the only game of the four where I get skunked there too. Like, do I want to tease Detroit to win and pair it with something? Not really. Like, I, yeah, you. Yes, they're going to win the game a lot. Also, you pay a huge tax, and I think there are some times that Tampa does win the game uh, because Detroit's defense is so vulnerable because they're not very good, and uh, and so they can be had in a game like this, and their coach has kind of this all-or-nothing tendency, and when it's nothing, you get Lamar Jackson and Harbaugh against the Titans a couple years ago, and that's how the Titans win that game. So it, it can kind of work both ways. Again, I think this just goes back to, like, I think this is pretty close. Like, I think this is probably what about what it should be, and uh, if I had to bet the game right now, I would probably like bet the over with a very, very low level of confidence. And that's about it for right now. I, I, I think I'd bet the over also. I would lay Detroit before I would take the points with Tampa. Um, I think what Tampa did, and like, you know, I, Ken, I thought like we could be wrong about how the game played out, but you were right with a lot of stuff that you said last week heading into the game, like against the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was like, look what Tampa's done offensively the last couple of games. They got completely shut down by Dennis Allen and the Saints. And then, yeah, like they beat Carolina in week 18 to win the division, shut them out. DJ Chark fumbled the ball out of the end zone. Baker was hurt the entire game. They scored nine points on a brutal on a brutal um, Carolina defense in that game. And the question that I think people should ask themselves is, like, do you, do you think that what happened on Monday night was more about Tampa 
or more about a Philadelphia Eagles defense that can compare to being like like the worst Madden player, like trying to play defense on Madden, basically, like completely unable to make a tackle. Was that more about the Eagles defense? Or was it more about like Dave Canales, Baker Mayfield, and what the uh what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were doing were doing on offense? I I, I kind of think it might have been more about the Eagles being terrible on both sides of the ball here. So, like, great. Like, Todd Bowles and the defense did a great job on Monday night. Like, full credit to them. Also, like, Troy Aikman's literally watching the game and everyone on Twitter saying it afterwards, too. Like, like, everyone knows what's coming. There's, like, a solution to the problem, and the Eagles just decide, like, to not use that solution. It's like, there's a fire... You have a fire extinguisher, and the Eagles are, like, like throwing oil onto the fire instead. Like, oh, I think this will put it out. It's like, no, this is going to make it worse. What the hell are you guys doing here? So enter the the Detroit Lions now. There's no mystery in what Todd Bowles is going to do. I don't even mean that as a, as a negative. He's a really good defensive coordinator. He's going to do what he does. Here's Ben Johnson. Not Brian Johnson. Ben Johnson. For the Detroit Lions. I, I, I fail to see how the Lions aren't going to like. The Lions are not stupid offensively. I, I fail to see how they're not scoring a bunch of points in this game. Uh, and that's why I think Tampa correlates to the over, because I think Detroit's definitely scoring. And uh, I ha- I would stick with the Lions, Ken, if I had to bet a side in the game. I don't think I'm going sure. to lay Detroit 6.5, but I think I, that's what I would do if I had to. And I do like teasing them, by the way. I do think they're going to win the game. Okay. Well, it's, and you like the Chiefs up too, so maybe that's your Sunday teaser. Lions minus a half, Casey eight and a half. Maybe that's like how you choose some, to play uh, play the two Sunday games. Some would call it Memorial again. teaser. The the 2023 oh. NFL season yeah. opening Memorial teaser. Yes. The week one Memorial teaser. All right. Our stadium portion of the day is done. If you're watching on stadium, twitch.tv backslash betql. We got a lot we still have to get to divisional weekend, plus our bets for tonight. The power hour will be especially powerful today. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 